Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer. How are we doing as we record this on Monday afternoon? No Ryan Horvath for Curd and Long today. He is actually off of this week from Curd and Long. Coming up on Wednesday's episode when we record, looking forward to catching up with our fantasy football guy from the big show for those last couple of years. Ian Harditz uh, will join us, kind of take a fantasy football look at uh, what is going on around the National Football League uh, as all these rosters have been changing through free agency, through the draft, and so forth. Get his young, exciting rookies that he may like uh, coming up for the upcoming football season. And then Friday, working for another guest uh, for Friday's podcast as well. Again, as uh, Ryan out this week. So I figured on today's uh, current and long podcast, which you can download on your Odyssey app for free, and you can download it wherever you download your favorite podcast, and from time to time, not this one, however, I'm not doing video for this one, but from time to time, we'll throw up some videos uh, on the Odyssey Sports podcast page uh, as well for current and long, green and growing, uh, or for the Spare Time Bowling uh, podcast. But uh, I wanted to get into kind of just some of the stuff that I found from over the weekend uh, on the internet or on Twitter. One of those things uh, coming from Mark Murphy, and for those of you that aren't uh, aware, Murphy, I think it's once a month or something like that, uh, will take questions from Packer fans uh, on the Packers.com website, uh, like a mailbag type deal, and then he'll uh, go through and, and he'll answer them. Uh, so he was asked about uh, Jordan Love's expectations uh, going into kind of this year. Uh, Mark Murphy said, with regard to Jordan, I would tell our fans to remember that this will be his first year as a starter and that there will be a learning curve. That said, though, Jordan has benefited greatly by playing behind Aaron Rodgers for the last three years, much like Aaron learned from watching Brett. Having watched him in practice the past three years, I have seen significant growth in Jordan, particularly in his confidence, and think he is ready to play. Also, he has benefited greatly by taking most of the snaps with the first-team offense in the last two off-seasons, as well as in preseason games the last two years. Although it was very limited, his play in the Eagles game last year was very encouraging. I've also been very impressed with how Jordan has handled himself over the past three years. He never complained and continued to work hard to improve his game. Most recently, I've seen Jordan step forward as a leader. There will be ups and downs this year, but it will be exciting and we're confident in Jordan. That coming from Mark Murphy's monthly chat over at Packers.com. So let me first say that Murphy deserves some credit for, for doing this. Uh, these monthly chats that he does. I know a lot of people probably don't go to Packers.com and read his monthly chats, but it's pretty cool that a team president does that. I don't know how many of these guys uh, in sports necessarily do this month to month, doing Q&As with fans uh, on their websites. I think it's a pretty cool feature and uh, pretty cool for Mark Murphy to do that. Now, having said that, so Murphy... Uh, had pretty much all positive things to say about Jordan Love. Uh, and I think he set it up particularly well, kind of laying out the lay of the land for Packer fans that might not be paying uh, as close of attention, saying he's got all this experience in preseason in the last two years. He's been working with the starters. Now, realistically, it means not a hill of beans difference, really, outside of Watson and Dobbs, because everybody else is going to be a rookie on this team outside of uh, Anture. Outside of those three, the rest of these guys are all going to be uh, rookies as far as the tight ends go and the remaining of the wide receiver core. So from that perspective, it doesn't mean much, but it does mean much from the aspect of, you know, reading defenses. And I know they're vanilla defenses in preseason, Sparky, settle down. I get it, but it's still action. 
And I get that the game doesn't move as fast in preseason, right? And it gets ratcheted up a little bit once you get into the regular season. Then when you get in the postseason, things change maybe a little bit more uh, as well. But I think it's important uh, that he point out everything that he said. The other part of this is confidence uh, that Murphy points out. Uh, Maybe he didn't have it the first year. I feel like with more and more people you hear talk about Jordan Love that maybe it was lacking a little bit early on because... His head was probably swimming uh, with what was going on. Plus, it was the COVID year, so it was a disaster. He didn't really have that full quarterback um, offseason school necessarily until last year with Tom Clements. And now he gets another one this year, uh, which also is a huge benefit. I think he took a huge step um, last year going forward, working with Tom Clements. And the fact, as we've talked about before, Clements is staying is even better. But having said that, if he doesn't quite understand how he's going to be thrust into the forefront yet, he probably has learned here in the last couple of weeks. Because him and a couple of the guys went and hung out. I think they were in Door County or something, having some fun on a boat. There were some girls, some dudes, some football players, uh, snapping some fun selfies, uh, whatever the case may be. And immediately, that thing blew up viral all over the place. You know, and people people are referencing uh, the boat trip um, with uh, different players. You know, the Vikings had their boat trip. That was a whole big scandal. Uh, Talking about other guys, the Giants wide receivers, remember, had that boat trip that they had that everybody went crazy about. And again, who cares? These are OTAs. Who cares if these dudes are going and having fun in Door County, Wisconsin? Right? It's in Door County. By all means, if these other dudes want to come party in Door County, have at it. The whole thing was overplayed, and most of it was from opposing fans. But the thing to take away from it is, whatever you do, as innocent as it is, is going to become a story going forward for the most part. And this wasn't TMZ showing up with all their cameras and all of that stuff. That's not what this was. This was just a couple of fans on social media and the players themselves posting on social media pictures or whatever. And it blew up. And I don't think anybody involved thought it was going to blow up the way it did. But it became a whole big deal. And again, on social media. Okay? So that is part of the lesson that I think learned there. Now, the other thing that came up over the weekend uh, that we obviously must get into uh, is the Q&A that Dennis Krause of Spectrum News 1 had with Romeo Dobbs, the second-year wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. And this thing just went nuts, like, poof, caught on like wildfire. And in this interview on SpectrumNews1.com from Dennis Krause, you have Romeo Dobbs. And the question was from uh, Dennis, obviously there's been a change of quarterback. Do you see a difference in Jordan? To which Romeo Dobbs said, no, I think Jordan can do it. And then Jordan is a really good quarterback. When you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really great quarterback. But I believe Jordan can do the same exact thing. So I don't really see what's the big difference. Now, that answer, a good part of that answer, blew up. Uh, And everybody made it into a story Uh, this morning on Monday, June 5th. The talking heads were all talking about it uh, on their TV shows. 
Whether or not Dobbs thought that thing was going to blow up when he did the interview with Dennis Krause, don't know. But it's a quote that people are going to want to talk about because you're talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback versus Jordan Love, who's never started a full season of games yet. He's never started more than one game to this point. And your receiver is saying, I don't really see a big difference between these two. Let me see if I can help out. First of all, let's go over some historical stuff with Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs last year talked about the fact that Rodgers really never hung out with any of these guys, these young guys. Just didn't hang out with them. Yeah, he talked to them or whatever else. Didn't really hang out with them. During the season, Ryan Horvath uh, likes to point out, he kind of undressed Romeo Dobbs once or twice uh, throughout the season and wasn't happy with something Dobbs may have done or whatever else. And Horvath is convinced that he ruined uh, Dobbs' confidence uh, at one point in the beginning of the season. I don't know if that's true or not, but if he did, that would be another thing in Romeo Dobbs' craw uh, about Aaron Rodgers. So clearly two things that probably Dobbs not too happy about concerning him. Jordan Love is the young guy, probably doesn't you know carry the same swag and so forth, uh, and that's his quarterback of the future. So of course he's going to go to bat for him and say, dude, we're good. This dude can, this dude can ball like Aaron, no problem. I have no problem with that. But what people have to understand, Romeo Dobbs didn't play with MVP Aaron Rodgers. That's not who was on the field last year, folks. That was not that Super Bowl winning quarterback. Nope. Sure wasn't. One close. Part of the reason probably was the offensive line was a mess. Guys getting hurt, not being able to stay on the field. The wide receiving core was younger. You still had Lazard and Cobb and so forth, but there were communication issues and problems uh, from that standpoint as well. The offense, I don't think it really ever got into a rhythm uh, throughout this whole thing. And again, injuries, right? Dobbs gets hurt. Watson gets hurt. Neither one of them could stay on the field. Watson was supposed to be the big play threat and they couldn't keep him healthy. And he started the season with a big drop that could have been a touchdown. That was not the MVP Rodgers. He didn't play with the guy that plays like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think everybody just forgets that. Like, oh my God, that's horrible. Like, comparing Jordan Love to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, he was a Hall of Fame quarterback. But Rodgers was not playing like a Hall of Fame quarterback last year. And that is the only standard that Romeo Dobbs has played with. So from Romeo Dobbs' standpoint, it's, dude... He wasn't all that great last year. Like Jordan Love can play like that. We can, we can, he can play at that level. The level that Rodgers played at last year, Jordan Love can play at that level this year. And you know what, folks? He's right. He is damn right. Yes, Jordan Love can play at the level that Rodgers played at last year. Now, can Jordan Love play at MVP level Rodgers of past MVP years of his career this year? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. But if we're just talking about what Dobbs played with last year, that quarterback, Love can play at that level. No question. I have no question whatsoever. And he's going to be put in even a more difficult situation than Rodgers was last year. He doesn't have a veteran in Tunyon who he's played with for several years. He doesn't have a veteran wide receiver in Lazard he's played with for several years. He doesn't have a veteran wide receiver he's played with Randall Cobbs for like a decade. He doesn't have any of that experience with him. 
The job that he has is far more difficult than the job that Rodgers had last year that he screwed up. Far more difficult. Because he's got inexperienced guys, way more inexperienced guys, all around him. They're going to be learning on the job. But again, if we're saying, can he play at the level of Rodgers last year, this year? Absolutely. Does that result in a sub-500 like it did for Rodgers? Yeah, probably. Could. Very well could end up in a sub-500 record if the defense doesn't look any different than last year. Sure. If the defense plays better, it could be over a 500 record uh, at the end of the day. And again, seeing these bits on social media, because I don't watch these talking head shows in the morning. I I don't. No interest, no time for them drop the kids off at school, I come into work, I don't have a TV in my office or anything like that, so what I see is just stuff on Twitter while I'm, you know, saving stuff or doing stuff on my laptop. And I didn't hear anybody bring that up. Maybe somebody did and I missed it. I didn't hear anybody else bring up, we're talking about last year's Aaron Rodgers, who was not an MVP. And if last year's Aaron Rodgers plays at that level in New York with the Jets... They're not going to a Super Bowl. I can promise you that much. He better play at a hell of a lot higher level than he did in his last year in Green Bay if that team is going to go win a Super Bowl. Do I think he can? Yes, because I think he's going to have you know, an axe to grind with the Packers. And it's going to be, screw you, revenge mode Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to ball out probably and have a huge year. I still don't think they have enough necessarily. But they definitely can't do it if he plays at the level he played at last year. So we'll see. And again, he brought Lazar. He brought Cobb. He's got a stung a stud receiver in Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's got guys uh, over there to be able to play at a high level. If he can play at a high level uh, within that offense. So we'll wait and see. So that was the biggest story from the weekend was the Romeo Dobbs comments. I wanted to start with the Mark Murphy comments uh, to kind of set up how this whole thing played out. So those were, I think, relatively big deals. Then the other thing that occurred uh, was Ryan Horvat, who also took to Twitter uh, after he saw the quote from Romeo Dobbs, and then he tweeted out a quote from Devontae Adams from last year when he was talking about Derek Carr. And... Devontae Adams pretty much saying that Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, pretty similar. Pretty similar type stuff uh, there. And Horvath, remember, president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club, do not forget this. The quote was, and this was from a pro football focus uh, tweet or whatever, as far as talent and ability, it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. Uh, Devontae Adams, when talking about Derek Carr, And Aaron Rodgers. I think if you are the president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club, like Horvath is, or if you are a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, you're about sick and tired of what you perceive as disrespect towards Rodgers now from multiple wide receivers. One inexperienced and one very experienced. And if you look at Devontae Adams last year, after he made that quote about Derek Carr, he went on to have the second best year of his career. Did they win? Nope. But from a numbers perspective, put up huge years and was an all pro. And then Devontae would later come out here just a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, and pretty much said, I, I don't really care what anybody thinks about me going forward. 
Everybody said it was only because of Rodgers. I went out and put an all-pro season up after Rodgers and with a different quarterback, and I really don't care what happens from here going forward. I proved that I'm as great as pretty much he thinks he is. And that was Adams against the world, right? That was Adams against everybody that thought he was only that good because of Rodgers. And to be fair, I don't know how many people actually said that, but history did say that a majority of these dudes that leave aren't as good after they leave Aaron Rodgers. And Adams was dead set on making sure that point was driven home that he was that good regardless of who his quarterback is. He's going to get Jimmy G now, or so we think, if he's healthy. Uh, And we'll see what kind of numbers he puts up with Jimmy G. But as he pointed out, he doesn't care if he gets all pro again. He wanted to do it one time without Rodgers to prove his point. He did, and now he's ready to move on. So Rodgers is kind of this guy that everybody, I think, it appears, has some type of angle to not be all that happy with. One way or the other. The Devontae Adams thing, I don't think was anything specifically at Rodgers, as much as it had to do with because of how great he was, Adams thought he was being disrespected because he played with a great quarterback. Which is kind of crazy, but I get it. I mean, I I understand where he's coming from. All right, some other things uh, that uh, I saw on Twitter uh, and the websites uh, from over the weekend. Uh, one of which was from Zach Cruz over at Packers Wire and said the 2023 salary cap is $224.8 million. Dead money cost for the Packers in 2023 is $57.1 million. That means that roughly 25% of the team's cap is being spent on players who won't even be in Green Bay to play games. The harsh reality of the current situation. And I think that's a great point to drive home with average Packers fan. You know, that thinks that this could be a Super Bowl caliber team, regardless if Jordan Love is the quarterback or not. And what people will say is, well, look at all the money or all the draft capital they have in the defense. And that, that's a fair point. I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. You have $57 million in dead cap money. That is crazy. I mean, that is a lot of money, especially like what he says. That's 25% essentially. Uh, of your cost is dead money. And he goes through and lists some of the players. Aaron Rodgers, dead money, $40.3 million. Adrian Amos, $7.95 million. Dean Lowry, $3 million in dead money. Jaron Reed, who's back with the Seahawks, $1.4 million in dead money. So most of this is uh, Rodgers, obviously. But Randall Cobb, $1.39 million. Mercedes Lewis, $1 million in, de- in dead money. Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby, $1 million. Tunyon, $500,000. Amari Rodgers, $461,782 of dead money still on the books for the Packers this season. But even if you look past the money, look at the experience that's no longer on this team. Robert Tunyon, Crosby, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, Jaron Reed, Dean Lowry, Amos, and Aaron Rodgers. You could have a whole new article that you could write on all the years of experience that aren't back for the Green Bay Packers that were on this roster last year. That is a lot of experience. Forget the money. Just look at all the years of experience that's out the door that you are replacing with draft picks or second-year players getting more of an opportunity to play. That's who these guys are all being replaced by. They're not being replaced by veteran guys coming in on one-year deals and doing it that way. Leonard Floyd, 
a one-year deal, I believe, with the Buffalo Bills to go try and, and win a ring. Packers aren't signing those type of players to come in here and help out this offensive line or this wide receiving core or tight end room. They ain't doing any of that. That, to me, is the biggest thing. The money is one thing. Losing all of that experience in all of these different rooms, meeting rooms, tight ends room, two veteran tight ends and two rookie tight ends and they're DeGuara. Now it's two rookie tight ends and DeGuara. That's a lot of information you don't longer have. Not having Cobb and Lazard with your three vet wide receivers of one year experience total. And Watson didn't play a whole year. He was hurt. Dobbs didn't play a whole year. He was hurt. And Toure uh, didn't play consistently all year. You have no veteran wide receiver. Not a one. That is a big darn deal at this point. Say whatever you want about Lowry. Whether you like Lowry or not, for where he was drafted, I think he had a good career in Green Bay. But that veteran experience is now lost as well. Did I want Lowry starting necessarily over White, the rookie from Georgia last year? No. And now White's going to get that opportunity to start. Kenny Clark has put a lot of pressure on him. We'll get to more uh, of White coming up here. But Kenny Clark's put a lot of pressure on him, saying he has to learn how to play better against the run uh, if this thing is going to go farther and get better this season. That That's going to be partially on him to, to play the run better. Because we know he can get to the quarterback from time to time. So that lack of experience, I think, is a bigger outlier than even just the money itself. And the money itself is, is a big deal. You know, you take fifty-some million dollars uh, if Brian Gutenkunst wanted to spend that much money uh, in free agency. He could have added another two, three really good football players to this roster to go along with what they have. Last thing I found on Twitter. Judy Batista, senior national columnist with NFL.com. The story 2023 NFL season, 10 fascinating storylines to follow and mandatory minicamps that get underway uh, this week, including the Packers. Number one is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' acclamation to the Jets uh, and so forth. Some of the questions they have, how will Hackett, who did not call a uh, place for Rodgers in Green Bay, bounce back from a war one-year head coaching stint in Denver? What iteration of the offensive line will the Jets use? And most critically, how is Rodgers' rapport with Garrett Wilson, the Jets' number one wide receiver? So they're the number one most interesting story, according to Judy Batista. Number two, your Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay redo uh, with Jordan Love. The first time Matt LaFleur is calling place for someone who is not already a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's, that's number two. And that is probably part of the reason why the Packers got as much national TV as they did. Again, this is all going to be for not if they stink. But if they're good, they're around 500 with a chance of being the playoffs. TV execs will be ecstatic that they gave them uh, this, these many national games at the end of the day. Number three on this list, the return of Sean Payton uh, back to the coaching ranks. Uh, and this time it's with the Denver Broncos uh, and Russell Wilson. We'll see what this is going to look like. Apparently, Russell Wilson's lost a lot of weight, noticeably slimmed down. We'll see what he does uh, as far as running back, running backs. He's done some different things at both of those positions kind of going forward. So it should be fun to see what the Broncos look like. But again, like the Jets, they're in the tough AFC. It's going to be very, very difficult to make any type of run in the AFC at this point. It just is. Uh, The Ravens are the number four storyline. 
with Odell Beckham Jr., first-round pick Zay Flowers, and you get Nelson Aguilar in free agencies as well as, like I said, OBJ. And a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, uh, who is with Georgia, former uh, NFL coordinator as well. There's talk that they're going to throw the ball more. Now in Baltimore with Todd Munkin there, I'll believe it when I see it, is what I'll say about that. Number five, Anthony Richardson's timeline with the Indianapolis coach. Uh, Colts, I should say. Just how quickly will he play? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and he split first reps uh, with uh, Minchu, uh, which was probably going to be the number one quarterback uh, at the one OTA. Then the next OTA, Minchu took all the first team reps. So we'll see what happens in these mandatory uh, minicamp as far as how much more uh, run he's going to get. But because of his athletic ability and his ability to run, you're not going to be as worried about putting him out there sooner rather than later because of his ability to get out of trouble and run with the football. Where if it's more of a statuesque quarterback, like Peyton Manning was his first year at Ryan Leaf, if you don't know what you're doing and your ability to throw interceptions is going to come in bunches and you're going to have a horrible season. So, you know, did Manning learn a ton from that first year that allowed him to take a step that second year and go forward? I think you'd probably say yes. But I think you could probably also argue the fact of, like I say, a David Carr with a Texan ruined his career. Ruined his career. Putting him out there as early as he did with a horrible offensive line getting his brains beat in. He never panned out. Ryan Leaf had all kinds of stuff going on, obviously, from his situation. But same thing. I think if Ryan Leaf's able to sit for a year and maybe learn behind a vet, maybe things change uh, a little bit differently. I've never heard Ryan Leaf really talk on that, per se, what his viewpoint is. But I think there's something to it. And Jordan Love sitting three years for the Packers is going to have his advantages. It just absolutely has to. I, I don't see how it can be a negative for him sitting for a couple of years. All right, and then we talk about the Dolphins defense number six in the Judy Batista article. Uh, and again, they pick up Jalen Ramsey uh, and they enter or they bring in Vic Fangio. Long respect, long time respected defensive coordinator. Was Harbaugh for years. Uh, was a coach of the Broncos, was in Chicago for a while as a defensive coordinator. He's now the defensive coordinator in Miami. Uh, so you would expect them to be automatically better by adding Ramsey and Fangio uh, going forward. A Bengals offensive line and secondary. A Bengals spent a ton of money on Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, and I don't know, man. A lot of guys in the league think he's a right tackle. Don't think really he is a great left tackle one way or the other. Uh, the Bengals obviously disagree. Uh, and they took Jonah Williams, who was left tackle for the Bengals, and they moved him to right tackle. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Bengals lose both their starting safeties. Uh, Packers lost one of them. If Savage is better, if Savage isn't better, then he could have lost both. It wouldn't have made a difference. But the Bengals lost both of their starting safeties, Jesse Bates III and Von Bell uh, in free agency. So we'll see how they replace them. The Cowboys offense, they add Brandon Cooks. Uh, the young, well, not young, he's older. He's been on like 500 teams by this point, I think, Brandon Cooks has. Uh, but they give uh, another speedster out there that can stretch the field with C.D. Lamb. So we'll see how that looks going forward. McCarthy uh, taking over play-calling duties, and they add Brian Schottenheimer as technically the offensive coordinator. If you know me, you know I've never been a Brian Schottenheimer fan ever. Uh, but McCarthy is calling plays, so maybe that'll make things a little bit better going forward. And remember, Ezekiel Elliott's Still without a job. Still uh, not with a football team as we record this. Pollard is giving me the every down back in Dallas. Uh, and Elliott still looking for a gig. I can't imagine he goes back to Dallas either. I just, I can't imagine that actually happens. The Detroit Lions. 
Uh, the number nine story. They play in the first game of the year against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they took Jameer Gibbs 12th overall. They signed David Montgomery from the Bears on a three-year deal. So those are two biggest additions uh, as far as what this offense is going to look like from a running back perspective. You would assume Jameer Gibbs is going to be uh, catching a lot of balls out of the backfield as much as he's going to be running out of the backfield. Montgomery will probably still be the workhorse with Jameer Gibbs kind of being you know, that other guy that splits out from the backfield and so forth. So we'll see how that goes. And number 10, and I'll be honest, if I was writing a top 10, they wouldn't even make my top 20 list. Life after Brady and Tampa, to which I say, who the hell cares? Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask? Do not care. Like That is one of the teams I really do not care uh, if I don't see play. Yeah, just... They're just not, they're, they're, it's just not going to be very good. It's just really not. And it's too bad for the Buccaneers. They had their run with Tom Brady. It worked out. They got a Super Bowl at all. Uh, is good. But at the end of the day, I don't think many people really care uh, what happens in Tampa Bay kind of going forward. So that's kind of the things that I saw on Twitter uh, over the weekend and stuff I saw uh, on the different uh, internets over the weekend. We'll get back together again on Wednesday when we record this uh, with Ian Harditz. We'll do a fantasy football uh, podcast, uh, Curtin Long Fantasy Football Podcast on Wednesday that I'm working on a guest uh, for Friday's show heading into the weekend. Don't forget, you can download this on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at uh, Curd and Long. Tell your friends, tell your family members. We download the new Curd and Long podcast Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 p.m. Central uh, is uh, the download each and every week. Uh, and of course, if you subscribe and follow and all that fun stuff, uh, you'll never have to worry about not remembering because it's always going to be right there for you. So that's probably always the easiest way to go about things. So you always have some fun, entertaining Packer talk. And they're usually about 30 minutes or so each one. So it's not a, a long time. I the, the, you know, hour and a half and two hour podcast, people that do that, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like that is, that is really, really long, really long. Uh, and I kind of feel like half hour, 35 minutes, some more in that area tends to be uh, a pretty good mindset. As always, if you guys ever have topic suggestions that you want to throw out to me and Horvath that you want to hear something uh, for us to talk about on a given podcast, feel free, man. Uh, tweet at Sparky Radio or tweet at Ryan Horvath. Of course, he's the host of BetMGM Tonight Weeknights, part of the BetQL uh, Network uh, with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. So again, tweet at Sparky Radio or at Ryan Horvath if you have any uh, Packer topic ideas or conversations you like Ryan Horvath and I to discuss moving forward. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles!